do you think of when you hear the word victory? When I think of victory, I think of being a winner. Do you like to be a winner? I like to be a winner. And to be a winner, you sometimes need to overcome or have victory over problems. And our verse today talks about that. Our memory verse today is found in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. 1 John is in the New Testament. It's near the back of the Bible. 1 John was written by the disciple whose name was John. God told him the words to write down, and he wrote them down. And we can trust the Bible because it's God's word, and God cannot lie. So you can know that the Bible is true because the words in the Bible are from God. Our memory verse is found in chapter 5 of 1 John. Chapter 5, verse 4. It says, This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. 1 John 5, 4. So it says, this is the victory that overcometh the world. Well, if you overcome something, that means you have the victory. You win over it. And this verse talks about victory over the world. Now, when it says the world, it's not talking about the lands in the earth or the countries in the earth. It's talking about something a little bit more serious. When it says the world, it's talking about the things that keep you from living in a way that pleases God. That's what it means when it says the world. It means things that keep you from living God's way. So the memory verse says, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Even our faith. Well, we have victory through faith in Jesus. We show this faith by believing and obeying what God says in the Bible. When you have faith, when you believe in Jesus, you can overcome the world or you can have victory over the world. Remember that the world doesn't mean the earth, doesn't mean the countries. It means things that keep you from living to please God. Things that keep you from living God's way. 1 John 5, 4. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. 1 John 5, 4. So if you've believed in Jesus, you can have victory. You can have victory over sin through God's power. Now, what are some sins that you might struggle with? Maybe it's disobeying your parents. Maybe it's telling lies or thiefing things from people. But God says that if you believe in Jesus, you can have victory if you ask God to help you do what pleases him. God wants to give you victory over that sin. And you can get victory over sin if you ask God to help you do what pleases him. If you have faith, if you believe in God and you obey what God says, you can have victory over sin. But if you have not believed in Jesus, you can't have victory over sin. Today, you will get an opportunity to believe in Jesus, and then he can come inside you to live in you and give you power to have victory over sin. 1 John 5, 4. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. 
1 John 5, 4. what an obstacle is? An obstacle is something in your way that keeps you from doing what you want to do. When you face an obstacle such as a block in the road, you try to find a way around it. Maybe there's a, another way to go around that, that thing in the road. If a bridge has been washed out by a flood, you try to find another place to cross the creek or the river. No matter what the obstacle you face, your goal is to get past it and do what you want to do. The people of Israel faced a huge obstacle. They were preparing to go to Canaan and to live in Canaan, the promised land. But this first obstacle that they faced was so big that they didn't know how they could overcome or get victory over it. Israel's first obstacle was the city of Jericho. Joshua knew that the people of that city were afraid of the Israelites. They were so afraid that the Bible says Jericho was securely closed because of Israel. That means no one could enter or leave that place. The gates of the city were closely guarded. They were going to be certain that nobody entered the city. So how could the Israelites get into Jericho? Joshua was wondering this. And Joshua thought he was alone as he was thinking about these things, but he suddenly realized he's not alone. Who is this man? He was just standing there with a sword in his hands, and finally Joshua was able to speak, and he said, Are you for us or for our enemies? And the man's answer was very surprising. The man said, No, I have come as commander of the army of the Lord. Joshua was so amazed that he fell to his knees with his face to the ground. And he asked, what does my Lord say to his servant? The commander of the army of the Lord said to Joshua, 
Take off your shoes, for this is holy ground. This man, the commander of the army of the Lord, may have actually been Jesus. Sometimes in the Old Testament, someone from heaven would appear looking like a man, and it would give a special message from God. Since God the Son lived in heaven, he is sometimes the one who would come down to earth and give these messages. So even though the commander looked like a man, the Bible says that he was the commander of the army of the Lord. As Joshua obeyed, he removed his shoes. Maybe he thought about Moses and how God had spoken to Moses many, many years before. Joshua was reminded that God could work through him, just like God worked through Moses. And Joshua listened carefully to the instructions. He knew Israel could not get victory in the promised land until Jericho was conquered and to do all that they would have to overcome the walls surrounding that city. Now God's enemy, Satan, could use that wall around Jericho as an obstacle to discourage the Israelites. Satan made it seem like victory was impossible. No one could go in the city. No one could leave the city. And the gates were closely guarded. Jericho was a huge obstacle. Obstacles can make victory seem impossible to you. To have victory over sin, you have to overcome three obstacles. Hmm, what are they? The first one is called the world. Now the world, I already told you about that today. It doesn't mean the countries in the world. It doesn't mean the earth. It doesn't mean the land. It means people and things that keep you away from God. The second obstacle is the flesh. The flesh, that's you wanting to do wrong, your own desires to do wrong. The third obstacle is the devil. You know who the devil is, don't you? It's God's enemy, Satan. He wants you to do wrong. The world, the flesh, and the devil, those are three big, huge obstacles that block you from having victory. But if you've received Jesus as your Savior, you can have victory over sin through God's power. Maybe your obstacle to victory is the world's temptations. Maybe you see advertisements on TV, or you hear about things like advertisements on the radio, and maybe they want to make you do things that are not good for you. Maybe you hear about places that you know are not pleasing to God, but the way that they describe it makes it sound like a fun place to go. Maybe you hear music, and in the music there are words that you know are not pleasing to God, but you still listen to it. Maybe your friends listen to that type of music that does not please God. Maybe your friends try to get you to listen to it as well. Satan wants you to be caught by those temptations because he knows how hard it can be to escape them. God's word says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. That means we must not let Satan or our own desires draw us into things that displease God. It says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. God doesn't want you to love things that go against him. God wants you to go his way, to please him. Don't let Satan or yourself make you want to do things that displease God. Remember, God can give you victory 
even when obstacles make it seem impossible. And Joshua knew Satan, God's enemy, could use the wall of Jericho as an obstacle to discourage the Israelites. Satan made it seem like victory was impossible. But the Lord encouraged Joshua, and he said, See, I've given Jericho into your hand, its king and its mighty soldiers. Wow, those words made it sound like it was already done. But God's promise was that sure. Then the commander of the army of the Lord continued to talk to Joshua and gave Joshua some very important instructions. He said, have all your soldiers march around the city once every day for six days. Seven priests that have trumpets will be in the group as well, marching around. And there will also be priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant. Do you remember the Ark of the Covenant? The Ark of the Covenant was something very special that the Israelites had with them. Whenever the Ark of the Covenant was placed inside of the tabernacle, God would meet with the priests in between the two cherubim, or the two things that looked like angels, that were on top of the Ark of the Covenant. Joshua was probably waiting for the commander of the army of the Lord to tell him that there should be an attack happening with swords and spears, but no, Joshua didn't hear anything about that. Instead, the commander said, on the seventh day, march around the city seven times and then have the priests blow a long blast on the trumpets. When you hear the sound, have all the people shout and the walls of the city will fall down flat. And that was it. No instructions about going in to attack the city. No instructions about get your spears or get your swords. Nothing like that. Joshua was a soldier. And this instructions did not really sound like a good battle plan. The capture of the city was going to have to come by faith in God, not by swords and weapons. But Joshua had seen enough miracles to know he could trust God. Joshua was ready to give God's message to the people. So he went and told the people, this is what God says we are to do. The priests will carry the Ark of the Covenant. Seven priests carrying trumpets will go ahead of them and were to march around the city once a day for six days, and on the seventh day, march around it seven times. One group of soldiers will go ahead of the trumpets, and others will follow the Ark of the Covenant. Now, there were thousands of soldiers in the Israelites' people, and so that would have been a very long line of people, and they were told what to do. Now, Joshua told them that when they march around the city, the priests will blow the trumpets as we go, and then we'll come back to camp. Do not shout or make any loud noise. The next five days we'll do the same thing, every day the same thing. This was a strange way of dealing with this obstacle of Jericho. It didn't make any sense. Sometimes God's ways of dealing with obstacles in your life doesn't make any sense to you or to me. But remember, you can have victory by obeying God. And if you know Jesus as your Savior, you can have victory over sin through God's power. Our memory verse today says in 1 John 5, 4, This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. 1 John 5, 4 God promises to give you victory against sin, against the world, against the flesh and the devil. Now, when your classmates tell you to do something wrong, 
Remember, you're in God's family. You have been born of God or born into God's family, and you can be a winner over the world and its temptation to make you want to do wrong. When you see commercials on the radio or on the TV, ask yourself if what they're saying is true according to God and according to the Bible. The Bible says that we are not to harm our bodies, that if we believe in Jesus, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we are to treat it properly. You can ask God to help you obey Him. He will give you victory by His power. Sometimes, the way God deals with these obstacles in our life doesn't make sense, but you can have victory as you obey God. And this was a very strange way for God to deal with the problem or the obstacle of Jericho. It wasn't making much sense, but Israel had to believe and they had to obey so they could have victory. So early in the morning, Joshua and the big group started marching. One day, two days, three days, they were marching every day around the walls of Jericho. Now the people of Jericho, maybe they saw this happening and if they were frightened before, they must have been terrified now. The soldiers would just walk around the city. They didn't shout. They didn't even talk. They were just silent, except for those trumpets. Since nothing else had been happening, maybe these people in the city relaxed a little bit after a few days. Maybe they even laughed at the Israelites for doing this because it seemed very strange. But remember that on the seventh day, the instructions were a bit different. Instead of walking around the city one time, the Israelites were told by Joshua to get up very early and get in line as before. But instead of returning to the camp after only going one time around the city, were to go around the city seven times. The priests will blow their trumpets with one long blast, and then everyone will shout. All the city will be destroyed. All except Rahab and her family. God was going to give victory that day. God was going to give judgment to Jericho because they had sinned. They refused to believe in God. God was going to punish the people in Jericho that very day. And God says, all of you deserve to be punished. We have all sinned, and the punishment we deserve is separation from God forever. The Bible says, your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you. Iniquities is another word for sin. Sin is anything you think, say, or do that breaks God's laws. You've sinned. I have sinned. Everyone has in fact, we are all born wanting to have things our own way instead of God's way. And when you lie to your teacher or you copy someone's answers on a test, you sin. And there's many other ways that you could sin. And we've all sinned. And God says there is a punishment. And God was going to punish the people of Jericho because they sinned and they refused to believe in God. So the people of Israel waited. And they counted how many times they went around the city. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven times they went around. And then the priests blew their trumpets, making a long trumpet blast. And Joshua declared to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And the people of Israel shouted. They gave a great shout, and they watched as the walls of Jericho fell down flat. Wow. 
The soldiers now went into the city, and they totally destroyed it as God had commanded. But Joshua had given an order to the two spies who had been to Jericho before. He said, Go into the house, bring out the woman and her family as you promised her. The spies were glad to do that. And Rahab, who believed in God and her family, were saved because they had that scarlet cord hanging in her window. They were saved from the judgment on Jericho. God provided a way of escape for Rahab and her family. God has also provided a way of escape for you, a way to escape the punishment of your sins. God created you. He loves you so much. He sent his perfect son, the Lord Jesus, to take the punishment for your sin. Jesus is perfect. He was born into this world as a baby. He grew up to be a man, but Jesus was not like any other man. He is perfect. He never did anything wrong. He is all God and all man, 100% man and 100% God. But some people did not believe in Jesus. They thought that he was telling lies when he said he was the son of God. So they decided to kill him. They killed him and nailed him to a cross and he did not deserve to be punished, but he willingly bled and died to pay for all the wrong things you and I have done. The Bible says Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day. And today Jesus is alive in heaven. He wants to forgive your sins so you can know him and go to heaven someday too. Trusting Jesus as your savior is the only way to escape the punishment of your sin. And God provided a way of escape for Rahab and her family. They were saved from the judgment on Jericho. And later on, Rahab became an important woman among the Israelites. And she was actually the great, great grandmother of David. David was Israel's greatest king. We'll talk about him later. Well, that day, God gave the people of Israel a great victory over Jericho because they chose to believe God and obey him. And God wants you to have victory too. Not over Jericho, but over sin. When temptations come to you and try to get you to do wrong things, remember, you're God's child. You're in God's family and you can overcome the world. Remember what the verse says from today? 1 John 5, 4. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. 1 John 5, 4. If you believed in Jesus, remember, you are a child of God. You can have victory over sin through God's power. And so you can obey and depend on God's power to make you a winner over sin, to give you victory over those obstacles. When you're tempted by the world, the flesh, or the devil, remember verses that you've learned that will help to show you what is true and what God says. You can ask God to help you obey. And when God helps you to obey, tell him thank you. Praise God for being stronger than his enemy, Satan, and stronger than any obstacle that can come your way. You can have victory through God's power. But if you haven't believed in Jesus yet, you, you don't have God's power to help you obey and to help you have victory over sin. So today you can change that. You can trust God to change your life today. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, God loves the world. That means the people, everyone, you and me. He loved you enough to send his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus, to this earth to die on the cross to take the punishment for your sins. But as the verse says, you have to believe. That means trust completely. You have to believe in what? In Jesus, that he died and rose again. Because believing in Jesus, that's the only way you can have your sin forgiven. So you can do that today. You can believe in Jesus and ask him to change your life, to change you on the inside, so you can have victory over sin. If you're ready to make that decision, you can tell Jesus something like this and truly mean it. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe Jesus died and rose again. Please save me from the punishment of sin. Please change me on the inside to live your way. In Jesus' name, amen. If you truly believe in Jesus, he will change you on the inside and he will save you from your sin's punishment. If you would like to read about Jericho being conquered by the Israelites, you can read all about it in Joshua chapter 5, verse 13, all the way to Joshua chapter 6, verse 25. Again, that's Joshua chapter 5, verse 13, all the way to Joshua chapter 6, verse 25. Well, that's all for this time. See you next time. Bye.